to pledge or not to pledge? That's the question. That that is it. Yeah. Free abortion pills on community college campus. About time. What? Oh, about time. Huh? There's like what? And my favorite, uh, a triggered contract for the college classroom. Yeah. Oh. Wait, they getting gun triggers? Oh, we'll talk about that. Welcome to Cross Politic. It's good hey. to be here on the show with you guys, on the Cross Politic Network with you guys. Make sure you share the show right now as we get into this party. Tag your friends, yeah. your enemies. Yes, yeah, that girl that you want to ask out. <laughs> tag her no, right now. No, 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 because she ain't. Now this, now this is actually a good idea. No. Cross politics, where love happens. If she don't like cross politics, she ain't gonna like you. You know, there we go. Hey guys, you need to know those things before right. you get married. You down with this or not? Make sure you guys. Uh, you have, as we we said this last week, but I want to say it again. Kind of talk about our network a little bit. Yes, as you guys have noticed in the uh, last Why two is my weeks, cup empty. Your podcast feed that. is getting a business show, getting a culture and theology show, and yeah. getting a kind of law and economics theology show with Marcus Pittman. And we want to do a lot more of that. We've actually had some good feedback uh, from you guys on it, uh, but we'd love to do. We've already been talking about doing a little cooking show. Yeah, uh, oh, some sort of that'd be. That'd we got be the several bomb. votes for that, didn't we? we People did. were like, "Cooking show, please, <laughs> really?" We're talking about Seriously? Sabbath feasting cooking show. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. You know, and, and they got yeah. a point. I mean, we say fight, laugh, feast every week, yeah. and probably we do mostly laughing. Yeah. Fair well, bit of no. fighting. Talk yeah. for yourself. I do a fair amount of feasting myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but we don't do that much on the show, though. Okay. And right now, for our club members, uh, you guys, if you guys sign up for the club, uh, new club members, any new club members that sign up while wow. supplies, supplies last. last, yes, you get access to Jason Farley's several of his books from Jovial Press. One is his poetry book. I've already had some requests for this. This is coming y'all's way. Uh, he has uh, Walking in Winter. Is that one? No. Walking in Winterland? No. Oh, so Completely bad. Completely botched it. Yep. Yes. Waiting Through Winter. It was upside down. I saw the winter. Yeah. Waiting Through Winter <laughs> yeah. by Jason Farley, illustrated by one of our own fans, Jessica Lynn Evans. She's yes. great. Yep. And also Little Mouse Finds a Friend. Mm-hmm. Get it. I just, mean, Christmas is just is around the corner. What guys. happens is is they have to sign up for the club, yeah. and then they have to email me and say which book yeah. that you want. So here's the deal: if yeah. you don't ask for it, you don't get it. That's it. I mean, it's like I mean, you got a feedback ta- loop. You got to talk to us. Yeah, you got to say, "I heard you say I could get a free book. Can I get that free book?" Yeah. Yep. If if you did just sign up and you're wondering where's my free book, and you didn't email, you can email us. Okay, you know, and I'll answer. I'll get back yeah, to you. Get back yeah, to you. I'll get back to you. Yeah. And. And we promise we won't make you sign a triggered contract. <laughs> what is this? So, so yeah, right? at uh, University of Wisconsin, this uh, pro- associate professor of English, he makes everybody on the first day of class sign a, basically, I will not get triggered contract. I like uh, it. Th- because like they it. read ancient literature that might disagree with their views or might have some sensibilities that offend yeah. us. And I like it. Knox, you raising your hand. You're doing it again. What happens if you're triggered by the trigger contract? I mean, leave. He says he literally says, "Get if you guys can't sign this contract, can't get out of here." Sign it. But the, the contract is selfish. I was doing yep. fine, and then the contract triggered me. Yeah, you're gone. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, we live in crazy times. I mean, this is going to be. I mean, who knows? I mean, <laughs> crazy times. But but if we, you know, given where we where we live, yeah, I, I approve. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, look. Well, here's, here's we're what gonna it have, says. We're gonna have a real class, and we're gonna talk about real stuff. We're gonna read Hamlet. We're gonna talk about you we're know read Chaucer. Uh, 
Stop raising your hand. I just, I, well, I'm just, I'm we're just, going to make him sign a contract. Yeah. Pretty soon, you're going to have to walk into Walmart and sign a trigger contract. Yeah, I know. If you start going this way, it's like, look, we're, we're a real school. We don't, if you being yeah. here is the contract. Well, ideally, yeah, ideally, <laughs> it ought to be the entrance thing, yeah. like the application says, yeah. I'm si- like, I want to yeah, come to your seriously. college. And by Seriously. saying that, I want to be challenged. Yeah. Yeah. I want teachers to tell me I'm wrong. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to be actually graded. I mean, are we going to start having to sign a Facebook iTunes I mean, trigger contract it, for people? Yeah. If you listen to Cross Politic, right. expect to be triggered. Yeah, do we have a little E explicit next to ours? <laughs> here's, here's what he writes in the contract He says, We will not malign or trivialize these texts because they do not always parrot. Our values. Oh, that's a college. We will not assume these books. Assume these books are racist, sexist, homophobic because of the period in which they are written, or because of the race, class, gender, or religion of the authors. But they could be, and so what? It's true. Yeah, who cares? But he's he's just saying you can't assume. I mean, but he's talking about snowflakes. Yeah, Yeah. he's talking about people who come into class and they're like, "Uh, you know. I don't want to do anything because it might but hurt my feelings. I, I'm not reading this white I don't want Victorian to sign, author. I, I, I get it. But <laughs> I don't want to sign a contract with snowflakes. I just want to turn on the sun. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Make like it. I just want to like I just want them to come there and be like, boom! Oh my goodness! This, this is what I do. He's probably responding to. I, and I get, I get what he's, I get to what he's having to do. I, I, yeah, I right. get what he's, he's, he's going to get sued. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He's yeah. going to get sued, and he's he's he's, he's covering. He's covering. Yeah. And I think I'm thinking like if he has to do that, then what the school. I know. What what is he there for? Well, and he specifically names the social justice movement in this. And then he says, persons who so diminish the past are neither social nor just, especially when they compel students to adopt their biases. I would like to have him on the show. (laughs) I wonder if we can get this guy on the show. What's his name? I should see. I should see. He's the the university professor. His name is uh, James Pesta. I think I would like him. Yeah. But I'm I'm wondering, like, is he not getting any coverage from the school? They're not helping him. So So he's got to fight this battle by himself. Right. I mean, but remember the fellow from uh, Boise State University that we talked to that got, like, run over? Scott Yenner. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got situations like that. Yeah. And I get it. I mean, like, I mean, if you're going to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean that's a question. But if you got to cover, cover your backs, and he's just basically yeah. being transparent from the very like, beginning. Like, I want a real this. class. I want to yeah. really deal with this stuff, and I'm not going to soft pedal it for you. Okay, yeah. but if you have to have those kind of people in your class that sign that kind of contract, it's oh, not going to matter yeah. when it comes time. I didn't expect that. I didn't know that was going to be the case, right? Like they're going to. I didn't know it was going to be that bad. He's just mounting evidence like, against them. Yeah, like, I didn't make a case. It was just history. <laughs> right. I know history's horrible. <laughs> You know, I will like, never read if, if another could, history book about the yeah, Civil War. I, it's just I don't think it stops yeah. there, and I think yeah. no, it, no, it doesn't stop there. This I, is this is just a this is just a move. This is just a tactic. I, I get it. I get what he's trying to do. I, yeah. And I, I know he has to protect himself, but the school should say, "Look, you sign up here. We're just going to teach." Yeah, that's so what it is. You don't like better. it? You can take your money somewhere else. Right. The problem you know? though is that they're getting most of their money from the federal from government. The federal government. government. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> well, so he's already in chains. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing is like, you know, this is slaves fighting. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, like, exactly. He's I already mean, in chains. I mean, you yeah. know, uh, you losing but, already. If you at the federal government's funding, you already, you forget it. Exactly. Yeah. Well, and so, uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, free uh, abortion pills in the, you know, on community college campuses and university campuses in California. So the state assembly, we've been talking about them with the AB two, nine, four, three thing that yep. happened. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but yeah, uh, the assembly again. This is just on the. This is just a couple days ago. Yeah. The assembly passed a and approved a bill that would require colleges and universities to offer abortion drugs on campus. Right. So this is public colleges and universities. Although I think this will also eventually um, be played on uh, the force private the, co- the private schools, the Christian schools that take state money. If or you take federal funding. Yeah. 
then the federal government can tell you what is right and wrong. Yeah. And and if and if they believe that it is morally incumbent that you offer abortifacient pills, yep. then you better do it or you're going to lose your funding. Women's rights. Women's rights. Yeah, yeah you it's you are their right. <laughs> you are misogynist, you are yep. whatever and you are part of the patriarchy and you are, you know, <laughs> you probably have slaves, you know? Yeah. I mean, like it, it's everything. And so you have to uh, you have to obey. You have to submit. You have to get in line. This is the same assembly that passed AB 2943, which was the um, uh, yeah. homosexual counseling bill. Right. So this was the um, bill in California where they were prohibiting, outlawing, basically, right. Right. Um, a number of things that they sort of grouped under the title reparative therapy. Yeah, but, that's but, what I was trying to think But basically that. anything yeah. any anything that was claiming to try to help homosexuals or uh, cross-dressing uh, right. tempted people... Um, to repent of their sin. Yeah, so this is falling underneath that ban. And there were some people saying, no, it's just limiting, it's it's just prohibiting certain things, but it was written so badly, mm-hmm. so poorly, so ambiguously that everybody knows what this is. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a muddled mess so that in five years, maybe they don't nail anybody this year, but they nail a pastor in five years under that bill uh, <laughs> for, for preaching sermons, for doing a conference, for doing yeah. counseling, for handing out literature, um, that's to help help homosexuals be free of that slavery. Right, of that sin. Good news is that the the actual author of that bill, AB 2943, yeah. has withdrawn it. Yeah. So it passed um, the House or, or passed the Assembly. The so assembly, same thing. It passed the Assembly. Um, and then it was supposed to go on uh, to the Senate and then to be signed, um, presumably, by the governor. Right. Um, the author of it, um, Evan Lowe. Yeah. Um, uh, has, is withdrawing it. So there's a statement here um, he from drew it August to, August 31st, 2018. Yep. Um, he tells his own story. He's homosexual. Yep. Um, the difficulty he's had with that, he says, um, I, I authored this bill to ensure a remedy for those who are deceived by um, these, um, uh, who are subjected to harmful and fraudulent practices known as conversion therapy. Um, it's a deceptive practice, he calls it. Um, he says, I knew this was emotionally charged, but I was hopeful that it would, it would pass. He, he was heartened by a lot of conversations. Um, how, and he says, though, however, I believe there's still more to learn. The best policy is not made in a vacuum. And in order to advance the strongest piece of legislation, the bill requires additional time to allow for an inclusive process, not hampered by legislative deadlines. So he says, with a hopeful eye toward the future, I share with you that despite the support the bill received in the Assembly and Senate, I will not be sending AB 2943 to the governor this year. I am committed to continuing to work towards creating a policy that best protects and celebrates the identities of LGBT Californians and a model for the nation to look towards. So, so basically what we got coming is a backdraft. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He, he's he's kind of stepping back for a little bit and then he's coming back. Right. Full-fledged. Yeah, I mean, I, all yeah. Guns so good news. It's not going to the governor's desk Best, right now. Yeah, right. But if any... Faithful Christians of California think that this is done or over. Yeah, um, you're, round, you're round crazy. Two's coming. Yeah. Um, he's he's going to be back. And if the assembly's doing stuff like w- w- with the uh, abortion pill bill, yeah. Oh yeah, they're not they're not easing up at all. I know. It, you know. Yeah, they're they're, not pull, e- they're pulling back on the maybe reparative therapy bill, but they're going full steam ahead with you know free abortifacient. What you say? Abortifacient. Uh huh. 
Abortifacients. So, Abortifacients so on me, university and community college campuses. So, right. so let me get this straight. So they actually, that's passed now. That's actually going to happen. It, no, it's just passed in the assembly. Then it's got to go to the Senate. And then it's got to go to the... Signed by the governor. So, the governor. so Christian, how you like your, your money going towards Abortifacients? What did you say? Yeah. yeah. That was good. That was good. I like how you use that word. Yeah. That was good. I'm just saying, like, it's your money. It's not just the college now. Right. They just say, "Well, I'm, I'm not sending my kids that college." Hey, yeah, dude, but you're paying, right? But dude, <laughs> we're paying for Planned Parenthood. I know already. I know. Yeah, but that's right. Here's the I, thing, I mean, though. We did this last week but too. A lot advancing. of our, yeah, I know they're, they're increasing <laughs> our support. Certainly, yeah. But a lot of our discussion in the last month has actually a lot of our news discussion has come from issues going on in the university campus or high school camp, some sort of education connected news articles that we've been talking about in the last month. I brought yeah. up several. And now, even today, we talked about the first one was the college triggered the guy talk, having yeah. cri- triggered contract in the classroom. Now it's the board of against, uh, board, man, that's horrible. <laughs> Abortion pills in, on university. Just write and down a piece campus. of paper and raise it up when you want to say it. Patient. Yeah, I can't, I can't do, say that word. My, my point is, is there's this massive play that keeps going through the education system. Yeah. And this is big. That's going a good on point. It's a really good decades. point, Gabe. No, it's a good point. And it keeps going, and now they're bringing. It, I mean, Planned Parenthood were already funding that, but now they're pressing it into right. university campuses. Yeah, I think I think you're. I think it's a really good point, and I think it it's a, it underlines a fact. I mean, whether we like it or not, um, uh, discipleship is always happening in the schools. Yeah, this, and 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 whether it's actual like teaching and training or it's just you know in the name of the kids. Um, this is this is where so much culture forming takes place, right? Yeah. And um, and I think you're absolutely right, though. I think um, the the schools and the universities in particular have been a particular place um, where this play has been run on us over again, and over again. again. Yep. Right. Um, and if you don't go along with it, you're an idiot. Right. You're 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 you know your uncle Jed. You know your back backwoods hillbilly. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not enlightened. Right. And um, and so, you know, the money's funneled there. And so there's all this all this money and funding. Who wants to take education away from the kids? Who right. wants, you know, everybody should have a college education. And meanwhile, they're using it um, to um, basically uh, make disciples, make disciples yeah. of the state and of this humanistic alien worldview. Well, they have their own trivium and quadrivium, don't they? They do. Yeah, no, they oh, start them right in the side of the, the public yeah. school. Yes. And this is amazing. As, I was, as you were talking about this, I was like, you know what? By the time a lot of children get to college, the way that, at least in my neighborhood, the way that Planned Parenthood is set up, you've already had abortion or maybe two. Wow. So as it's getting to college, it's like, you know, they're all, remember Planned Parenthood was in my wife's school you just in need a drive, North Minneapolis. You just need a drive through situation on campus. They were in yeah. the school downstairs right. Right. talking to counselors, talking to girls who should have been talking to their parents right? and telling them what their options were. Right. So the fact that they're mandated in college is like, let's step back a second. Let's go like what to the public school where they're at. Right. They're there too. So this is not like a, a stretch for them to be here in Mandy. No, no, They're no. They're already in the public school. Right. And in my neighborhood, they were there. Yeah. You know, and it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Someone is telling my, giving them sex education. Well, that's the thing. I mean, we've been, I mean, we've been so compromised for so long. They, they, they've been doing this to us. They've been running this play for decades. Yeah. And, and, and then they, you know, they run up a, a bill like this. And I mean, I think it, you know, should be opposed with everything we got. And at the same time, you know, what are you going to stand on? 
Yeah. What are you going to well, stand on? I think on? one of the things that we need to do is first get our kids out of the public school system, yep. okay, and then start teaching our kids God's way, God's standard, even though our money is not necessarily going that way, taking yep. the extra money that we yep. have left and, yep. and then lifting up, giving it to Christian schools that remember, are fighting. Remember, every time you t- most most public schools are funded, though, by number of butts and seats. That's right. Right? Yep. Num- That's right. Number yep. of students That's and seats. Right. That's you pull right. your kid out of the public school. You might n- still need to pay property taxes. You're still paying into the right. system despite the fact that you don't want to support it. But you are taking money away from that local school. That's right. By you taking are. your kids out of the school. Right. Um, what are you voting for? Yeah. If, yep. you're, if your kids are in the system, you're voting for more of that. Right. You want yep. more of that? Yep. Or not? That's a good point. That's a yep. really good point. Pull them out. Yep. Pull them out. Um, make it hurt. Right. Make it. I mean, yep. say, no, we don't want this. That's right. But, but um, the problem is it. It in their minds, it's going to hurt themselves too by pulling their kids out because now they got to figure out a homeschool or a Christian school situation. Uh, yeah. You know, there's some costs that go. Right. Bruise your heel, crush his head. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's right. Bruise there, your heel, crush his head. It's yeah, going to hurt. Right. Take up your cross and follow that's, Jesus. That's right. So the last article I have was also from education. I didn't mean to do three articles on education, but uh, a uh, chairman of New Hartford Board of Education is resigning from his his post because the rest of the committee voted to keep the Pledge of Allegiance at the very front of the meeting. To the, where everyone has just to the, say for the, the school board meeting? Just for the school board meeting. He didn't want and to so, say the Pledge of Allegiance at the beginning of the school board meeting and he right, resigned. Right. Yeah, he, he probably needed to sign one of those trigger pledges. But, uh, <laughs> that's right. right? But here's, here's the thing. Um, all societies, all cultures, all churches, all movements have a Pledge of Allegiance. Sure. And what we've... And so he... Why is the battle happening at the Pledge of Allegiance here? Because, well... Right. Symbols matter. Yeah, uh-huh. pledges. Symbols yeah, matter. Right. Liturgy matters. Yeah, that's right. And everybody's got one. Everybody's got yeah, a liturgy. Right. Mm-hmm. You say, no, I don't have a liturgy in my church. Yes, you do. Yes, you yeah. do. If if the worship leader does an extra song, you know everybody's going to talk. You know it. You know. <laughs> or, or they don't do. Or an they extra don't song. do that one song. Everybody's, I mean, everybody's yeah. got a liturgy. Where was the prayer meeting at? <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a liturgy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, but I was I, I have a time I have a hard time with the pledge of allegiance. Oh, serious myself. Well, well, you know, the origin of the Pledge of Allegiance, it was instituted after the Civil War right? in order to instill patriotism in the southern states. And and to see who's not being a very good patriot and who is being a good patriot. um, And any God-fearing, Bible-loving citizen um, should hate the word indivisible. Right. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. If you have to say the the pledge, um, you ought not say indivisible. Yep. It's not indivisible. That's right. What kind of hubris and arrogance would a nation have to be to say, you can never divide us? Right. We are undividable. Right. What? Yep. Well, if God wants to break you up, he's going to break you up. Yep. So skip that part and then also say, under the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah, that's the other problem. I pledge allegiance to the flag. Under God, which God? Yeah. Who's God? Yeah. Right? Especially in our day and, and age. As late yeah. as the 1950s, remember President Eisenhower was saying, I don't really care what God you believe in, just right. so long as you believe in a God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, under Unitarianism. Problem. Which God? Yeah. yeah, very major problem. So under the Lord Jesus, and I mean, I, I don't have a problem in principle with a patriotic pledge. Right. It just needs to be biblical. Well, and this is, just, this is just a challenge to our listeners. Like when we do these cultural things, just be thinking Christians. Yeah. You know what to say and what not to say. Don't just That's spit right. it but, out of your mouth. And, and you make know? sure yeah. that your kids know the Apostles' Creed 
Better, better, come on. Than, better than, than they know the Pledge right. of Allegiance. That's right. That's right. If they don't know the Apostles' Creed, then they're... Don't be saying no Pledge of Allegiance. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, you know, <laughs> who's their God, really? That's right. Okay. Okay, you've been getting in some trouble lately. No, maybe. We're writing on some no. blog posts. I want to talk about fire. that. <laughs> Dumpster fire. I want to talk about that when we I've come back. I've been so good. Come for the list for your church to see if, what, they're, they're diverse? <laughs> they're inclusive. They're inclusive. Oh, I'm nah. sorry. Yeah. We'll find out if your church is inclusive next on Cross Politics. Give yourself a trip. Classical Conversation supports homeschooling parents by cultivating the love of learning through a Christian worldview in fellowship with other families. We provide a classical, Christ-centered curriculum, local, like-minded communities across the United States and in several countries, and we train parents who are striving to be great classical educators in the home. For more information and to get connected, please visit our website at classicalconversations.com. Classical. Christian. Get connected. Get community. from hunting. I just got back from hunting. Sounds it like was it. Good, it was a good trip, man. That was like, that was like some Idaho hunting. We, yeah, we did. We drove in the back of the truck and we capped some coyotes. <laughs> Never going hunting. Yeah, no. Nope. No, no. I don't want to be mistaken for one of their animals. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Cross Politic. It's good to see you. Hope you're having a fantastic Sunday night or Monday morning or Tuesday afternoon or whatever time of day or night it is. Listening to us on the podcast yeah. also. Thank you. Please uh, like and share the show and, um, you know, give and, us give us some of that love. And a special thanks to, to Anthony and Megan. Yes, yes. Oh, oh, my I goodness. Cheers. I don't even have any. Yep. Cheers, Anthony. Yep. Get some of this. Appreciate little, it, brother. A little special, uh, special happy juice. You make the studio nice. I like how you just splashed it all over my computer. You know, yes. Just fellowship. Yeah. Baptizing my computer with hey, the whiskey. Hey, hey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, so, um, you've been getting into some trouble. Well, I just saw this thing, this Uh-oh. thing. Um, so there's this, this website, this, this, uh, ministry of sorts called livingout.org. Mm, living um, the gospel out. Out of the, <laughs> is that what they're doing? You, you'd wish, you'd hope, oh. um, uh, out of UK, out of the UK. Okay. Um, they had a, co- so they are, um, Ooh. sort of in this, you know, um, uh, we're not, we're not gay exactly we're not homosexual we don't practice we we were we believe in the bible what the bible says about christian marriage but we are tempted um uh, same sex attractive. same sex attracted yeah. tempted okay. and um and and we know um I'm friends with actually Sam Albury is one of the guys oh yeah we know Sam um and Sam. um so it's like a it's and, like a porn it's like a porn ministry for 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 homosexuals for for, <sighs> for Christians who are fighting against the sin of homosexuality well, I didn't even say that right, did I? I don't know. For I, Christians who have not, defeated the sin of homosexuality and are dealing with the it's really, it's really they're, un- they're same porn attracted. <laughs> okay, you, that didn't help at all. This is well, it's, yeah, I did. they're trying to minister <laughs> to people like this and okay. give churches resources for ministering to people in this situation. Friendly, not, I mean, Sam's with them. I, I, uh, I've read Sam's book. I have some disagreements with Sam in his yeah, book, but um, I think they really are legitimately trying to be bl- biblical. I think they are. Um, on the whole, more biblical than the like revoice guys. Right. Okay. Um, right, for sure. Um, yep. they 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 don't want to identify as gay. Question ish. All I need to know is, does revoice guys like them? Um, 
my understanding is is that they have no. they have differences. No. Okay, okay. No, Sam, uh, Sam Albury. So I talked to my buddy. Sam's a friend of us on the show. So I talked to Sam, and when he uh, he signed the Nashville statement. Which made the revoice guys very fus- very frustrated. I like to say frustrated <laughs> with with Sam. No more of this. And, uh, <laughs> and so and so there. Anyways, and, there's anyway, some challenges there. And the but, but one, one thing real quick, I want to say about about Sam. Um, we've talked a lot about this back and forth over this last year with him, and and he he, he doesn't want to use any sort of identity. He, none of this is an identity to him. Uh, and so everything that he does, he's always just trying to find a shorthand way to be descriptive about this problem and here's the gospel solution for it. So I might disagree with um, maybe some of the nomenclature he might be using, but he's not. The revoice guys are, are identifying with the sin. Sam is just trying to find shorthand language to be able to talk about the but, issues. Yeah. At the same so. time, um, at the same time, I think there are still some blind spots here. And so I've, I've written Sam privately and we've got a, a dialogue going via email. Good. Yeah. Um, and, and I appreciate that. I really do appreciate that yeah. about him. He's, he's been receptive. Um, but I wrote him about this new, um, church audit is what they're calling it. Yeah. Um, that they, they, they presented in June. What book of the Bible is that audit from? Uh, Mm. <laughs> is it in? Mm. You got your Bible? I don't know. I'll look for the. I'll look okay, for, for it. I look for uh, They did a, a, a conference apparently with uh, Tim and Kathy Keller in the UK in June, and they yep. and they rolled this out then, and so it's been kind of starting to make its way around the inner yep. inner webs. It's not in Ephesians. Okay. All right. All right. And, Just and keep, looking. The, keep looking. The, keep looking. Keep looking. Try Leviticus. Top, Maybe it's top, in Leviticus. At the top of the audit, <laughs> it says how biblically inclusive is your church? Right. And then there's ten statements right. to help you audit oh, your church family. Oh, definitely not Leviticus 18. No, it's not there. <laughs> Def- sure. I mean, there's an audit. Does, what about there is the, an audit in the Hebrew? Does it say inclusive? More like exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, um, yeah, it's not there. Um, so yeah, not I read not. this. There's ten statements help you audit your church family is what it says. All right. All right. And so I worked through these things, and um, and at the end of the day, I I I, I thought they're horrible. So what much. is this audit supposed to do? It's supposed to tell you if your church is ministering to homosexuals and homosexually tempted people effectively. Mm. I think that's the idea. Are, are you a church that ministers to homosexuals and those who are tempted to various sexual sins? Okay. Okay. Number one, your church family meetings include people who could be labeled LGBTQI plus, plus sign slash are same sex attracted. True, false, or not sure. So this is full of um, problems. And the, the thing is, is anything that might have been helpful or could be helpful in all this is completely um, overshadowed by ambiguities and things that are not clear at all. So first of all, the labeling LGBTQI plus. What is the plus? Y- yeah, right. What is the plus? What could it be? Well, um, surely it includes um, pedophiles, right? Mm-hmm. People who, who are are. Uh, could be labeled um, sexually attracted to children. Pedophile is a derogatory language, though. That's number two. You got to see number two for that. Oh, man. All right. All right. So anyways, (laughs) so but I think we got to get through these 10. So a a church that cares about ministering to homosexuals needs to begin by recognizing that you should not. You should do. You you should not. um, All these labels, these letters are attempts to dignify sin. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and, And and we. Um, you do not minister to sinners by giving dignity to sin. 
It, well, and, and you know that's, that's the that's the foundation of it. But you're also using their language to name that problem. That, but you're that's their, no, no. But that's what I just said. Yeah, but I'm saying I'm saying that's the found the sin the issue. Of their sin. language is right. meant to dignify sin. Right. Right. The, the reason I, why I, they have words that yeah. they like they prefer they don't prefer sodomite they don't yep. prefer pedophile that's right. that's right they don't prefer transvestite yep. or crossdresser right why because those titles well they do pay, prefer transvestite. Oh, do they? They like that one now? Yeah. Oh. Transvestite. Transgendered. I don't know if they do. Um, anyways, the point... What's wrong with you people? The point, though, is is that um, if, if we are going to be a church that effectively ministers to s- sexual refugees, yeah. sexual slaves, right. we are most helpful to them when we name their sexual sin biblically. Right. When we name it biblically, we say, this is enslavement. You feel ashamed of this, don't you? Right. You feel... You are hurt by this. You are broken by this. When we name it biblically, we are in the best possible position to help. It, and did, did they include infi- effeminate man in there? In that one? Um, uh, I think that's a Q or a plus. Q somewhere. plus. Maybe if since. But I'm also, good. when you name but, it biblically, it gives you the right context in which to hate that sin. Right? Well, so, if you're calling, if you're calling it a lesbian or a homosexual or or whatever, you, you don't hate that. You don't hate that. That. Um, veneer that you're putting on that scent. Uh, so are we supposed to be standing at the door asking people? I think they're just trying to. I think they're just trying to say like, are there people in your church that struggle with this sin? That's the best possible spin yeah. on it. All right. I think All they've right. said it poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. I came up with my own. Do you want me to read no, no, my no, own? No, I want to go for that for the next okay. I want okay. to get through right. this one for All this All right, second. so we're going to go through. Number two, derogatory language or stereotyping attitudes towards sexual minority groups would not be tolerated either up front or in conversation between church family members. So no li- pedophile. So, so you can't have, say pedophile. Do they have a list of that's what derogatory? That's, un- that's unclear. We don't know. So yeah. we don't know if you can say that or not. Yeah. Um, Sodomite. Sodomite, I don't know. Um, can't use biblical language. I don't know. You don't know. Can we? Um, I mean, I asked. Um, I asked about like what about John at the end of Revelation who says the dogs will be left outside of the New Jerusalem. Yeah. Right. Dogs is a, is a derogatory tor- term for um, uh, male prostitutes uh, that work uh, work the pagan temples in the Old Testament. Yeah. Right. Um, and um, you know, is that? I mean, it's biblical, mm. um, but it's uh, it it is derogatory, and the point mm. of it is to say you're living like an animal. Yeah. Um, and it's you. You are you are not embracing the image of God that God's called you to, yeah. um, and and it's beastly. It's beast like. All right, right. I'm going to keep going. Okay. Yeah. So the problem with this one, though, of course, is that it's not defined by the Bible. Um, the Bible does sometimes stereotype. Right. Yeah. Um, Cretans are yeah. lazy, liars. Li- liars and lazy yeah. gluttons, You're right? Beast. Yeah. Um, and and sometimes it is 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 fine to do that. And there's a video on the website where this was unrolled by Ed Shaw, who's one of the guys that runs Living Out, mm-hmm. and he suggests that, for example, um, stereotyping um, boys and men um, as 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 guys who should play rugby and drink beer, um, and uh, and girls and women doing craft times, yeah. um, is potentially unhelpful. And um, and so I, like if somebody actually drinks some like green drink and y'all said that's 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 effeminate. It's sweet. That would be, it's sweet. That's green. Sweet you should man up and drink something with green apple put schnapps some hair or something like that. Yeah, like he, he would have a problem with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe you should talk to him. <laughs> that's pretty. That's low. That, 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 was that low. hurts. That, that hurts. was pretty low. <laughs> that was out. But but it this, does make me question whether I should be drinking though. I ain't gonna uh, lie right. no more. But I want to say no. There are some men who are tempted to effeminacy because they haven't had faithful fathers and brothers and they don't know God their father. Um, and they need to be encouraged to play rugby. That's right. They Absolutely. need to be encouraged to do a, a develop a love for be- good beer. Yeah. 
Um, they need to get hard. They they need to learn how to be men. Yeah. Yeah. And, well, and and you got you got parents right now raising their kids to be whatever sex they want, and so they encourage that. They put on dresses, whatever they start right. doing. They they yeah. they know number two. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. So. Number three. Um, all in your church know that we all experience sexual brokenness, and all are being encouraged to confess their own sexual sins. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with this one is that it seems to be flattening all sin into into one. Mm-hmm. Um, but the fact of the matter is that um, sexual sins are of different natures. Um, it is it just a fact of the matter. It's different. Um, so in one uh, sense uh, uh, we can say amen and in another sense yeah. we can be like because of the context of what's going on here exactly taking this sin and lumping it in and saying hey actually yeah. we're all sinners it's just different i mean before yeah. the show um david you were telling me about some news story about three guys doing what so uh, yeah there's a new story where three men were found guilty they found the videotapes of a hundred or a thousand and four acts of sexual sexual misconduct to animals that's right okay the bible's the bible actually addresses this yeah it's in Leviticus 18. I was just yeah. there. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. It, it, you know, because God knows the deceitfulness and the wickedness of men's hearts. Yeah. yeah. And says, given enough time, given enough sin and wickedness and perversion, men will do sexual acts to animals. Yeah. Right. Um, it's wicked, it's evil, and, and, and disgusting and vile. And the thing is, is that, um, yes, that is sexual brokenness. It's very sexually broken. <laughs> yeah. But that's a very different kind of brokenness and perversion to um, you know, a, a boyfriend and girlfriend who are engaged, about to get married, and they stumble into sexual sin together. Yeah. Right. Um, is that sexual sin? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, it's called fornication. That's right. Um, you're, you're to right. be you're to be um, uh, sexually so. involved yep. with your spouse and only your spouse. Yep. Um, but that is a different category of sexual sin than bestiality. Yeah. Right. Um, and and that that just I think that's left out. I think the, the next one, number four. Same-sex uh, sexual relationships are never mentioned in isolation from other sinful patterns of behavior or from the forgiveness offered to all through faith in Christ crucified. Again, there I, I don't like the word never um, because I, I actually, I don't, I'm okay with maybe often or something like that because yeah. it's interesting in the New Testament, Paul and others who give lists of sins frequently do list um, sodomy and effeminacy and so yeah. on with you know, thieving and lying Lies, and hating your yeah. father and mother and so on. So, like, so, so we should do a Corinthian church audit. Corinthian, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Yeah. But Paul does address the man who's sleeping with his um, mother, stepmom. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and singles it out, and he doesn't say, "Now make sure you list all the you know the other sins too." Right. Romans one does eventually list other sins, but singles out homosexuality Absolutely. as sort of the the rock bottom that God gives you over to. That's right. And so I, I don't like the word never mentioned in isolation from other sins. Yeah. That's just not biblical. Um, and again, I think there's a little bit of flattening it all out. They want it to be like, well, yeah, you, know, that's, that's you right. might struggle with bestiality and I struggle with lying. You, right. you struggle with homosexuality. I struggle with worry. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one of the areas where this comes out too is I've watched guys who've been really strong at evangelism and witnessing actually know that they're dealing with someone who's a homosexual and won't bring up the fact that they're that that person is dealing with the sin of homosexuality while yeah. they're witnessing to him because they don't want to single them out. Right. And it's like, but if that's what that is, you're seeing the sin right there yeah. that you need to preach on. Yeah. Preach on the, it. The, I think, you know, Jesus um, graciously but firmly confronted the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well. Yeah. He singled her out. He didn't talk about the sins of other Jews. No. He was talking <laughs> to a Samaritan yeah. woman who had been with, Four guys and was with the fifth man who wasn't her. The her, one you have now ain't even your own. Your <laughs> husband. 
and he, he got right to the point. Yeah. He like, but you know, everybody else, they got they no, got their own stuff. But he didn't. So, it's you. so I'm I'm reading number five. Yeah. And it says all in your church are hearing the same call to radical self sacrifice of themselves in response to God's giving of himself in Jesus. And I'm thinking that it's almost like they actually aren't even they aren't doing that because are you basically right. you're you're picking That's on the sin point, you're, you're picking on the sin of homosexuality but are you going to are you going to talk about the radical self-sacrifice of the effeminate man in your church the radical self-sacrifice right? that gonna, each that each sinner needs that, to, right. to do requires you Individual. to show how radical it needs to be right. exactly so I, I said right. about this one in number 6 i thought actually both of these don't give it away yet i thought both uh, i was going to say as written yeah i'm actually not ter- i don't have i don't think are terribly problematic okay. as written it's it's the problem is is in context I don't trust them. But, okay, where well, are we? I'll say, say number five though. But are they being equitable to all the sins? Right. You it, can't. It, right? You they can't. Are, are be, they pointing out to the, same, the effeminate man? You need to repent too. Right. Your 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 point is well taken. I hadn't okay. thought about that before. Okay. Which is just that yeah. In order for somebody to be called to the radical self sacrifice that they need to be called to, it has to be. In the, yeah. You have to describe the radical. Um, nature of the sin, in order, yeah. so they know and what the radical nature this of is a church, repentance. This is a church audit, and yeah, so it's like this has got to be equitable to everybody in your church. It's, and it's not. Right. You're right. It's not. Yeah. All in your church. Are, this is number six. All in your church are encouraged to develop an identity founded first and foremost on their union with Christ. Again, yep. I think this one is decent that's, as that's, written. Yep. That's not yep. bad. The problem, though, that I'm concerned about, and I raised with this, this with Sam, and he actually said he agreed with this point, um, but I said. I'm concerned that some people are using this to smuggle in secondary identities. So they say, my primary identity is in Christ. Yeah, amen. And then they say, mm. but I'm homosexually oriented. Right. Mm. right. My, my primary identity so, is in Jesus, but I'm, but I'm, right. I, I'm oriented homosexually. And so I'm, when you say first and foremost in that text, yeah. then, okay, then what's secondary? Uh, and so what uh, I want to yeah. say, though, is if your unity is in Christ, yeah. first and foremost— then the very next thing means you're a new creation in Christ, right. and that means you're a man or a woman, woman created in the now, image of God, and you're nec- they're therefore oriented heterosexually. That's right. In a chaste and pure way, yep. you're oriented heterosexually because you're a man or a woman, and there's this binary um, sexual uh, bifurcation that runs through the whole world. Created order. Yeah. Created order. Yeah. Well, yeah. We have seven? Uh, seven. Uh, a godly Christian's sexual orientation would never prevent them from exercising their spiritual gifts or serving in leadership mm. in your church. Mm. Problem number one. Um, Kids ministry if you're a pedophile. Right. Well, that's the thing. What does a godly Christian's sexual orientation mean? Yeah. Uh, there's only it, one it means godly. What God said Genesis. That's right. There's <laughs> only one godly Christian sexual orientation. It's yeah. heterosexual. That's right. right. No matter what you're tempted right. to, no matter what right. you've repented of. Um, the other thing is, is, I think just saying never prevented. Um, uh, yeah, no, it could. I mean, <laughs> pa- Paul says that yeah. only a one woman man is qualified for office. Yeah, That's right. Um, and and if a man says, "Well, I'm oriented to polygamy," yeah, then he. It, it would disqualify. always disqualify him <laughs> from leadership. That's right. Right. Yeah. Number eight. Yeah. Number eight. God's gifts of either singleness or marriage are equally promoted, valued, and practically sported in your church family's life together. My problem with this is that mm. I don't think the Bible equally promotes singleness and marriage. Mm. Period. Um, no, I will not equally promote singleness and marriage. Amen. Because Amen. the Bible yeah. doesn't. That's right. From Genesis right. to Revelation, the, the, the Bible ordinarily promotes marriage. That's it. Um, and now, and, now and this it, camp, now the, the, the living out, uh, livingout.org uh, camp and the Revoice camp, they're, I think this, they're doing another smugly 
smugly thing here. This too. is one of the places where Sam said he disagreed with me. Well, so. and, and because what we're saying is, is the normal way that God calls us to his marriage. And then the response always, this is, I've had this same conversation with Sam. The response generally is, well, you guys don't care enough about the single people in your church. Right. Sam, Sam hasn't phrased it at that way sure. at all. I don't want to, and so, but, I, but, I'm, but this, this group, the living dot out or kind of side of things, they want to use the singleness to gain ground in this conversation. Right. Against, but what they're doing yeah. though, is I think they're they're We talked about this with the revoice thing you is know, they're trying to carve out room for halfway repentance. Amen. They're saying mm. I'm same sex attracted and therefore I need to be single and celibate or whatever, you know, single mm. gay and celibate or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. And and it's like, no, ordinarily you need to be called to to repent of your unnatural lusts yeah. and um your and your unnatural actions and you need to learn um what God has called you to naturally. You That's need to it. you need to learn which which doesn't mean, you know, um becoming a heterosexual um, sinner, right. but means learn that you're a man, and that means that you're called ordinarily by God to take a woman to be your wife yeah. and raise children with her. Amen. Um, also, I want to say too on the singleness thing that we get hit with all the time. I, I'm really disappointed with the fact that everyone always makes it that it's never the single person's fault or responsibility while they're still single. Sure. I I just want to say it's always coming back yeah. to the people who are promoting marriage. Like you got to look out. Like hold on. There might be some other things in the single right. person's life, some sin that they need to work through yeah. <laughs> for the reason why they actually still might be there. And no one ever right. looks on the yeah. other side it, of that. It's becoming one of those situations where you're not almost not allowed to preach Absolutely. To, to the singles saying, get married. Men, you need <laughs> yeah. to man up. Man up. Man right. up. Stop being so picky. Yeah. Stop being so highbrow. Stop being so good. And, you know, and women but, have a quiet spirit. Yeah. But that, you know, I mean. Right. And at the same time, I'll say, if God's called you to singleness, then this isn't, isn't even a conversation. You are not a second class citizen, <laughs> and there right. is equal exactly. dignity exactly. in that calling right. in the church. And right. some are called to it for specific purposes of ministry in the church, and praise God for that. Amen. What number number nine, church family oh. members instinctively share meals, homes, holidays, festivals, money, children with others from different backgrounds and life situations to them. Um, yeah, well, it depends. <laughs> and definitely not children ever. Uh, yeah, I, I, think, I, I, I think this one was massively tone deaf. Yeah, yeah. You can't be talking about pedophiles and transvestites and homosexuals, and then say um, sharing children with people. And Oof. the plus, whatever that. Well, what's the plus? Yeah, we oh, have but, no but idea. also, I mean, you know, when we've had people over to our house over the, over the years, and, yeah. and they're sometimes we'll share we, our children with people, anyways, and, and they're pretty, you know, out of shape, you know, people they aren't in church, yeah. they, you know, whatever. Yeah. But oftentimes, like it depends on what night I have them over, who's over. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's, yeah. But this even, is pretty flat. Even, even in healthy Christian community, though, like we're not sharing each other's children. No, I, I think it's just a really bad way to put That's it. That's weird. Um, yeah. You know, yes, yeah. yes, I do take vows to assist you in, in your raising your raising of your children. Of your children right. You know, um, but but no, we're not we're not, not sharing. sharing what children. Bible verse yeah. are they using yeah, to say know. that we're supposed to be know. sharing yeah. our children? Number ten. Uh, number, number ten. No one would be pressurized. I think this must be a Britishism. Okay. Pressured. No one would be pressurized into expecting or seeking any healing, quote, or change that God has not promised any of us until the renewal of all things. If, uh, unless you're, well, it, the thing is here, it, you, we're going to pressure you to change your orientation, whatever that is. If your orientation is not the way God has called it, you need to change it. I just think sometimes that's... I, the way that people are having this particular conversation is blasphemous to me. Yeah. Because I think we're talking like the Holy Spirit doesn't have the ability to truly work in a believer's yeah. heart. I, I think I think the weight mm-hmm. of this sentence is completely upside down and backwards. Yeah. 
um, I think I know I can spin it in my head and I think, okay, I know what they're getting at. Yes. They're saying like, yes, are you going to be perfect in this life? No. Is there going to be remaining sin? But that's a straw man of how they're positioning. I think it's completely upside down and backwards and it's leaning against the power of God and the power of the gospel. Absolutely. Absolutely. To change and heal. Absolutely. So, all yeah. right. That's that's the prop. Those are the. That's my. That, I called it the dumpster fire. <laughs> the dumpster fire. I, I, Where's I, this article at? So, if somebody wants to read your response to this article, where can they get it at? TobyJSumter.com. Why is he not on Cross Politics Writing? Is my blog, and uh, and this one is called <laughs> Living Out's Church Audit Dumpster Fire. It's about two or three down. Yeah, I think you can find it pretty easily. But you actually have. Maybe a, uh, yeah, a, a positive. A positive. I, I maybe, was feeling very positive this week, and then so churches can take. And so I wanted to suggest ten positive statements, better improvements on Ooh, this. Ooh, let's do those when we come back on Cross Politics. Well, Cross Politics has a new sponsor. Who you might be asking? Decree Design. Decree Design is a graphic design and web development company that serves your business by helping you speak clearly through visual representation. Serving 90 plus businesses in logo design, print design, brand strategy, web development, and more. Decree Design has a skill and personal touch to customize a package specifically catered to your needs of your business, great or small, and provide personal assistance every step of the way. Whether you're a well-established real estate broker or entrepreneur getting your business off the ground, Decree Design will help your company's visual presence speak clarity and truth. For more information, please visit DecreeDesign.co or schedule a consultation with Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Yeah, Joe at DecreeDesign.com. Hey, and tell them Cross Politics sent you. Any hate mail yet? Oh, you know, there's always some. <laughs> always some. Send your hate mail to Chocolate Knox. <laughs> I, I won't respond to you. Send it to somebody who will respond yeah. to you. No, uh, don't answer I'll, emails, that's for sure. I don't do email. Sorry. Yeah. Welcome back to Cross Politic. Have you liked and shared the show yet? If and you haven't, what's wrong with you people? Man, and, and thank you, Anthony, again. Yeah, this right. is ministering to my soul. Seriously, and yeah. just a reminder that if you are not yet joined Cross Politic, you can always join by going to crosspolitic.com. Hit that button, join. Yep. Become one of the many others who have already joined Absolutely. a movement, a I, network. That network is The good. new reformation. It's good. Bringing, had, the, bringing the gospel everywhere. I had a listener email me um, today. And said, I just I, I signed up as a club member because I want to be early on before you guys hit a million club members. Oh, glory. Hallelujah. Before we hit a million. Like, you got more faith than me. But we're building a network. Yeah. So, and, and for limited time, know. while supplies last, if you join now, you can request one of Jason Farley's books from Jubilant Press. But you got to join, and then you got to email us at contact at crosspolitik.com. It's jovial, dot, jovial Press. So okay. you have actually an, a biblical audit, because you, you responded yeah. with an audit that so, we sh- so a day or so, I mean, I started thinking about it and I thought, let me just, I want to try to put into, like, I know, I really do think that um, in in Sam's mind in particular, and probably these these Living Out Loud guys or whatever their names are, Living Out, uh, they, they really want to try to be helpful. So I thought, okay, let, let me put my thinking cap on for a second. I want to be helpful and, and say, okay, if your church is thinking about ministering to sexual sinners, sexual refugees, particularly those um, in uh, recovering from the homosexual um, lifestyle. How could we? And we have friends doing that. Yeah. We have churches oh, yeah. that we're connected yeah. to. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And, and how could I rework these statements in yeah. a way that I could sign off on? Okay. okay so it. So number one. So I came back. Excuse me, man. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good. Uh, 
So, first of all, I don't really like the word audit. Audit to me sounds like we're a financial institution. IRS. Uh, we're the IRS or something. Like, yeah. I just don't like that at all. So I changed the to review. Mm. A church review for ministering to sexual refugees. Now, this would be an elder review, though, right? It'd be, well, it'd be led by... Elders. Uh, elders. Men in church If leadership. you don't have those, that's already the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get <laughs> you some elders. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, number one, your church family meetings include people who have repented and or are being called to repentance for every sort of sexual sin. For example, lust, fornication, adultery, homosexuality, effeminacy, cross-dressing, pedophilia, incest, bestiality. Mm. Loving, judicious church discipline is regularly pursued with those who refuse to turn away from sinful actions, lusts, or identities. I didn't sign that trigger contract, so this bothers me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good. There's a lot of hard words in there. Yeah. But so here, I mean, I'm... Well, you, this is very inclusive. <laughs> that's the thing. Is I, I think if yeah. we want to be biblically inclusive, let's yeah. name the sins right. biblically, and let's say that anyone and everyone who has repented or is willing to hear the call to repentance to these things yeah. is welcome. Yeah. And uh, loving judicious church discipline will be pursued with those who refuse to turn away yep. from sinful actions, lesser identities. Yeah. Uh, that would be interesting for the living out, uh, living out guys. You know, how many of those churches are practicing church discipline? Right. That'd be a good yeah. question. To ask. Yeah. It's, and the thing is, is church discipline is so important to loving people. Yeah. I, I don't think people understand that, but Hebrews 12 says that the way God loves us is by disciplining the children that he loves. Right. Right. Amen. Right? And if he, if you are not disciplined, then you're an illegitimate son. child. Yeah. Yep. You're, right. you're, you're not legitimate. And, and so we practice that on our families. You discipline your children because you love them. Yep. The father who spares the rod hates his child. Right. And a church that does not practice church discipline hates mm. people. Yeah. Number two, unbiblical derogatory language or prideful stereotyping towards sexual sinners would not be tolerated either up front or in conversation between church family members. Biblical language that highlights the shame of various sexual sins is embraced in a spirit of compassion and love. That's really good. So there I'm trying to limit I, mean, I, I do think there's unbiblical derogatory language. Yep. Yeah, I do mean, think there's prideful stereotyping. Yeah, yeah. What would be like an example of that? I can't say this is a family show. Uh, that's right. <laughs> Email. <laughs> TJ um, Sumter. <laughs> but, but I would I would say, you know, I I think um I think derogatory language that is done out of spite, yeah, un, ungodly anger, yeah, um just pure filthiness yeah. or rage. Yeah. Hatred. Point somebody away from the gospel I mean, and forgiveness. That, that's not the point of biblical derogatory that's language. Right. Is and, and that's why I say I think biblical language that highlights the shame of various sexual sins is a kind of derogatory language, but it should be done in a spirit of compassion and love. It has a, a way of reaching out and grabbing right. versus it's, pushing it's away. It's naming truly the shameful nature of the sin in order to say, this is why you need Jesus. Yeah, amen. Okay. Number three. All in your church know that we are all fallen, and therefore we are tempted to and have committed sexual sin in various ways, and all are being encouraged to confess and forsake their own sexual sins, while recognizing that some sexual sins do more harm and require more repentance than others. Yeah, what do you, so what do you mean by more repentance? I mean... Good. Good question. That's a, yeah. That... that, that Stumbled me a little bit when yeah, I saw that. So I'm thinking here, and, and help me out. Maybe there's a better way to f- say it. Phrase it. But, but I'm thinking of the difference between, let's say you got a seven-year-old girl that grows up in a Christian family, and, and at seven years old, she she becomes a Christian. 
Uh-huh. Let, let's you know she she okay. she comes in she recognizes she's a sinner and she needs Jesus. She cries out to God and she's saved. Okay, and then contrast that with a a forty eight year old man. Yeah. Who um, has slept around most of his life, lived a life of rebellion, and maybe God. was a homosexual yeah. for a time, yeah. and comes to the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Okay, they're both coming by grace, yeah. Yeah. through faith. Yeah. Yeah. It's all Christ. It's all the cross. Yeah. Okay, but that seven-year-old girl has a lot less repenting to do. She has yeah. a little less luggage in the back. There. She's got there's, there's, there's <laughs> less damage done by her sin. Sure. I mean, she might have lied. She might have been angry. She might have stolen something. That's she might have right. hit her brother, right. Timmy. Yeah. You know, and, yeah, like, and there's real sin real there. Sin. Yeah. And Jesus had to die for that sin. That's right. right. But that's just not the same thing as that guy, the middle-aged man, who has a train... A, tra- a, a train wreck. A train wreck behind, behind him of yeah. broken yeah. Right. things, okay. things he's broken and he's got to put back. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. That's what I mean by... And, and if you've been forgiven much, you love much. Love much. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Right. Amen. You know, just before you go to number four, I just want to say, just in these first three, reading the article, one of the things that I noticed from the article that we previously read in the last segment was that how the identity was something that I could not connect with at all. Right? That's not even... I wasn't included anywhere in that identity of the last ten. That for the, uh, of of the review. That's really interesting. But all of a sudden, reading this, and by the time we get to three, I am included automatically in this whole list. David, that's a really good. No point. one can get that's out good. of being yeah. in this list. That's really that's really yeah. that's really good. The You're last one right. is like right. I'm not a part of the it's body. It's called inclusive, right? But what it's actually doing is it's excluding excluding yeah. piles of Christians. This is the that's problem really with good. identity politics identity wow. stuff in the church that's really good all of a yeah. sudden it's it not on, but, if, but if we go biblical oh everybody's in. suddenly we're all getting hit we're, everybody's yeah, right. oh, oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's, Jesus, that, that's really good we're in the three and so uh, that's what really they good. want to accomplish they're not wow. seeing that they're actually excluding the oh, body yeah. right. versus saying no guys all of us together right. and, at the cross on our knees right. and yeah. that's not their intention i believe they'd want yeah, to i, I you agree know. that's and, not and their some intention of the, right, some of the right. things they're saying are right. obviously intended to try to include everybody absolutely but it, it's not specific enough to right. actually Get us absolutely. Right. Yeah, anyway, that, go yeah, ahead. I just really one, one I mean, of the things I was yeah, just watching. That's, that's really so good. way to go, Pastor. Number four. I, I wasn't even thinking that, but that's really good to hear. Same-sex <laughs> sexual relationships are routinely. I changed that. Mm. Instead of, yeah, routinely mentioned together with other sinful patterns of behavior, as is common in the New Testament, while highlighting the forgiveness and sanctification offered to all through faith in Christ crucified. Mm. I changed just a very, very little bit in that one. It's yeah. almost the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, in context, I think it, it's it's not as worrisome because yeah. of the first three. Right. Yeah. Number five, all in your church are hearing the same call to radical self-sacrifice of themselves to obey God's gracious law in response to God's gracious giving of himself in Jesus. Mm. Uh, the, ma- the main change here is I added that phrase to obey God's gracious law. Um, because I just wanted to, I wanted to make it um, clear yeah. that that yeah. radical self-sacrifice is not just whatever I come up with. It's attached to something, but it's attached to God's standards. That's right, and Amen. that would that would yep. tie back to your question about yep. repentance earlier. Depending yep. on what you've done wrong, you got to put back more right, right. which is another yep. problem yep. with the identity. Okay. Yeah, okay. number six. Let's do it. All in your church are encouraged to seek and develop an identity founded first and foremost on their union with Christ. Come on, preach, preach, resulting. Preach, preach resulting in seeing themselves as entirely new creations in Christ, including a newfound gratitude for and submission to the biological sex and its attendant assignments which God gave to each one at conception. 
Mm-hmm. So so here this is going to get, get them hung up. I've got union with Christ yep. first and foremost, but I want to specify that that then immediately leads to you're a, you're a new creature, you're a new creation in Christ. That's right. Yep. The old has passed away, the new has come, and that is means gratitude for submission to the biological sex and its att- attendant assignments. You're you're a man, and so you're called to be a man. That's right. You're a woman, and you're called to be a woman. In this world, and that goes all the way back to conception. Yeah. It's in your DNA. Yeah. Uh, number seven. Well, it's in your God's creation mandate, too. Yeah. I mean, yep. not That's just right. Your DNA, but just, you're you're wired yeah. that way. Right. Yeah. Right. Number seven, a godly Christian's repentance for past sexual sin does not automatically disqualify them from yeah. exercising their spiritual gifts or serving in leadership in your church. And that's an important qualification. So I just yep. I just cha- I just flipped it around and just said, sure. If you uh, can, I imagine. Uh, a man who's uh, repented of homosexual sin be an elder in a church one day. Yeah. Amen, I could. Of course. And, and such were some of you. Of course. Right. Uh, amen. Right. right? That's the beauty of the gospel. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Number eight, uh, while recognizing and practically supporting the dignity and gift of singleness for certain roles in the kingdom, marriage is promoted as God's ordinary calling for most, carefully pastoring those who struggle with sexual sin and temptation toward yeah. Christian marriage. Yeah. So again, the idea here is that, yes, there is dignity and in, in, in the gift of singleness that is for specific roles that God calls you to. If you're going to be a missionary in China or Afghanistan, you know, it's probably best you don't have a family. Yeah. And if God calls you to that, he will also gift you with the ability to be chaste right. and pure. Right. Uh, but ordinarily, marriage is promoted as God's ordinary calling. I don't know why people are fighting against that. Yeah, uh, that is ridiculous. Yeah. That is but, just ridiculous. And then finally, I want to add that last phrase, though, that even homosexual... Um, tempted, homosexually tempted, or those who've even given into that sin, um, should be ordinarily pastored toward Christian marriage. Okay, so people get upset at this because they're saying, like, why are you telling someone that, why would you tell someone who's tempted with the sin of homosexuality that they need to go ahead and get married to a wife? Right. Uh, why would you tell them that? Right, because because that's what God calls them to, yeah. is the answer. Because that's how God, I mean, God called a man to ordinarily love one woman. And that's what... Uh, and that's yeah. that's the ordinary calling, and and homosexuality is an unnatural turning away from that. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a rejecting of that. Yeah. And so, if you repent of that rejection, you need to, I would say, not only be open to it, but be favorably inclined toward it. That's right. If God would bless it. But, but so would, here's the thing, though: if part of what happens is is people like to create unique categories. Oh yeah. And when you create unique categories, then you get certain. Um, benefits or you get certain leeway in how people deal with you. We get this on anything else. If somebody's stealing, we say don't steal, but work with your hands so that you might give someone. So there's an actual response back to someone who's stealing, right? And we finish the repentance sentence. Exactly. It could be a rapper, you know? Yeah. Do you hear that, Timothy Brindle? Repentance sentence. (laughs) All right, I don't want to hold you, but that's just what I wanted to hear. All right, yeah, number nine. Got to pull out the cat video. Church. I'm going to get that. (laughs) Church family members instinctively use biblical wisdom to seek out ways to share meals, homes, holidays, festivals, and money with others from different backgrounds and life situations to them in order to lift up the name of Christ and build up the church. I took out children. I added biblical wisdom. Yes. And I also added go. lifting up the name of Christ and building up the church. Because yep. what we, it's not just, it's just not, that's not, you don't just do it on a whim. You don't that's just right. do it without thinking. That's and right. And Paul over and over in the New Testament says that what we do needs to be for the edifying of the church, for the building up of the church. And, and sometimes you might really want to reach out to somebody and it shouldn't be you. 
That's right. Sometimes it shouldn't yeah. be you. Yeah. That's right. Sometimes yeah. your family's not in a good place to do it. Your marriage is not in a good place to do it. Maybe your children need you. Come on now. And so we need to use wisdom, and we need to make sure it's actually building up the church. Good. Number 10. Number 10, the gospel is proclaimed clearly, announcing the defeat of all reigning sin in every believer, together with a patient pastoral care summoning every believer to faithfully fight all remaining sin. Mm. And so here, rather than saying, don't expect healing that God hasn't promised you, right? which sort of sets you all back on your heels like, well, I probably shouldn't expect very much. We proclaim the defeat of all reigning sin. The power of sin is broken. Amen. If you're a Christian, the, the reign of sin is yeah. ended. Preach, preach period. Mm. Right? It no longer rules you. You that's are now ruled by the Holy Spirit. That's right. And that's what's the heresy, I think, involved in implied, unintended, yeah. but implied yeah. in that 10 that you saw, yeah, which was nuts. to say, who's in charge here that's right who's the sovereign in this christian's life it's god himself amen yeah. who are you to say but you know i should not expect healing yeah well this is this is, who a, very, are you? This is a very pauline statement because yeah. how many we we've touched on this earlier how many of paul's um uh, letters included list of sin yep. he's he's trying to address all sin yeah. and then he's, he says you know and, and that's no longer the who you are sin is death and yeah Right. And now you're free. Right. This would seem so... So reigning sin is conquered, defeated, yeah. period. Amen. And yes, there is remaining sin. Yeah. And I think this is the best spin on that one, but but I would just say, but what are we supposed to do with that remaining sin? Kill Sit Kill there it. and not expect healing? Yeah. No. We're, we're there to fight it. Well, this right. is just like when the children of Israel got into the promised land. We were talking about this. Yeah. God left enemies for them to, to conquer. Fight. To fight. Right? And so there's a yeah. fight there that God yeah. is using that to sanctify yeah. you. It's it, yeah, it, but sure. fight it. We do not know exactly to what degree of sanctification we will get before we go to glory. Amen. And before the resurrection, but we do know that we will get there, and we do know that Jesus, our Savior, is taking us Amen. there. Amen. He's taking us yeah. there, and Amen. so we fight. Amen. We fight. So we're again. Give me your blog post. TobyJSumter.com. This one is should have been across politics.com. I called Thinking Out Loud. <laughs> See that little play, Thinking yeah. Out Loud? <laughs> uh, yeah. A revised church review for ministering to sexual refugees. And brothers, you're welcome to come on the show. We'd love to have you on the show yep. anytime. Until next week, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Go fight, laugh, and feast. This is Cross Politics.